Hello, friends. Welcome to Originality Podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Dalton. And joining me today, as always, is our show's awesome producer, Amanda Foster. What's up? We are continuing our interview series. And today we are doing the Type 7 episode. And I am so excited to introduce to you guys our dear friend, Jalen Jones. Hey, (laughs) y'all. It's such an honor to be here. So we, when, when me and Amanda sat down to decide who we wanted to invite to be on the podcast for our first series of interviews, immediately, like literally, maybe we figured out we wanted Joseph to be the four, and then we were like, but Jalen has to be the seven. <laughs> Like yeah. it was, it was immediate. Who came to our mind oh was Jalen Jones <laughs> because absolutely one, you're a wonderful person, and we just enjoy your company. So I mean, I if we're gonna all. like hang out people. with somebody, <laughs> then we we want to have you on the podcast. But Jalen is he he works for TBN doing yeah. a, a plethora of things that I don't understand yeah. and. <laughs> For real. Out of behind the scenes. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, and he is a just powerful voice uh, speaking into injustice on his social media and using his gifts of of social media, of just visual art and communication to speak truth in the most poignant Mm -hmm. way. It's just so intentional how you communicate, and it's so powerful. He is also a very powerful worship leader, singer-songwriter. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> and uh, and uh, and and just a genuinely wonderful person to be around, an encouraging friend just has the best smile you've ever seen i mean oh, just man. smile that warms your heart <laughs> i know like i'm over here smiling i was like oh gosh okay. <laughs> to make you insecure <laughs> about your smile i'm like y'all i'm chocolate i'm a chocolate man so i, I if i could blush i would blush i'll be blushing right now so, <laughs> so jaylen yes hey uh, well why don't you start out by just telling us a little bit about your life where you're from what you do okay go ahead well um i'm jaylen and born and raised in Fort Worth, Dallas, Fort Worth. Dallas is the mm-hmm. it's, it's fast moving, but then Fort Worth is kind of a little slower moving. Mm-hmm. If I can say that, I think so. Yeah. It's where our families will live here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's more chill. And so been been here my whole life. I was raised in church my whole life. Um, my grandfather was a pastor, so little Jalen was always there. Just Aww. three <laughs> three times a three times every Sunday. Mm. Uh, and I would just, uh, yeah, it was, it was, yeah, a thing. And was a creative kid. I would say I was a very creative kid. I sang as a little, as a little boy, and just creativity was a way that I was able to to use as an outlet for many mm-hmm. things, um, and also to escape. But that's a whole other, other thing. And so, what number are you? Again? <laughs> um, seven. <laughs> and so, it all I, makes sense. Sorry. Yes, it all makes sense. But uh, that, yeah, creativity is a big thing. I have an older brother. We only, it's only two of us. And so, but we were like so like far in age, eight mm-hmm. years apart. So it's like I was like the only child in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, grew up, graduated in Fort Worth, moved to Dallas. Loved Dallas. Really wanted to be a socialite in Dallas. I don't know what was happening, but probably it makes sense. Um, but um, stayed out there for a couple of years and then finally moved back to Fort Worth. And I just love people, you know, I really like to, mm-hmm. to connect with people and build relationships with people. And really, I feel like with more people I, um, I get to spend time with, I just get to see more of God, you know, in that way. And it just shows you so much variety of what a life has to offer. And so, yeah, it's kind of what I do. I like to chill with family and friends and work a little bit. Mm-hmm. And that's me. Awesome. <laughs> So, Jalen, how did you come across the Enneagram, and what has your process looked like learning about it? Oh, so I came across the Enneagram back in 20, I would say 15. Dang. Yeah. 15, 16. Yeah. That was before I came across it. Yeah. And so I was at a one of, my ch- one of the churches I was belonging to at the time, and the book, um, the yellow book, what's the name of it? The Road? to roll back to you okay roll back to you didn't come out to like when was that 
2017, 2018. 2017, okay. So yeah, somewhere around there. Day correction, 2017, right, right. 2018. I'm going to look that up real quick. Like, yeah, because yeah, I feel like the boom, like the, boom the Enneagram around. boom was like 2016-ish. Yeah. I, I got into the Enneagram right before the boom happened, like December 2017. And then I came across Typology Podcast, mm-hmm. Ian Morgan Cron. Yeah. He had just started that fall. It was There was like 14 episodes when I started listening. Yeah. And now there's like 100 and. 50 or something you know that's like a lot it's, of them, yeah so, so i would say like he, around 2017 yeah 2017 that's probably when that book came out i'm gonna look it up i first heard it um on the liturgist podcast that's where i heard about it really mm-hmm. that whole episode where they do like they go through the types yes road back to you came out 2016 2016 o- october of 2016 okay so, so I, probably I, 2017 you found it yeah actually right when it was kind of like when it came out so okay um people were talking about it and i met this guy named rocky garza if you don't know who he is he's an amazing guy he does this thing um called uh, like a personality test um like it's called um, identity mapping and so he like maps your identity it, he's literally god-given like if you don't know who he is rocky garza why have we not talked i'm so sorry <laughs> you need to connect <laughs> i need to connect you too um but it changes your life like okay i'm so excited to learn about i had met him met him around the time and then my other friend was just talking about like hey this is things that you know it's kind of stirring and enneagram you should just check it out here take the test you know and see what you are and so i did and uh i took the test and i was like ah no way and I was like, nah, this is not, I don't know what you're talking about. This is not, this is not me. Nope, nope, Did nope. you get the seven? I got the seven. Okay. And it was like hitting hard. And I was like, nah, this is not, really? this is not real. I said, how does a book going to tell me about myself and what I've been through, you know? Yeah. And so that's when it, I just, I dove in. Cause I was like, what is this? Like how, how is this like so accurate to me and my experiences? And so that's kind of around the time I got introduced to Enneagram and how much it, it, it helped God use it to change my life. And also to to show me areas uh, where I have improved and areas that I need to improve. Mm-hmm. And so that was really why I grabbed the hold of it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it was uh, it was around the year where the Lord was like, hey, I'm going to, I'm going to reveal to you aspects of yourself. Um, mm-hmm. And so that's when Enneagram came into my life. God had already told you that. Mm-hmm, before. And then you discovered I discovered Needs. more about me. Interesting. Ooh. So the Lord, so the God can use anything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <yep. laughs> he does. Okay, so in learning about your type, mm-hmm. what have you resonated with the most? Ooh, the thing about the the sevens that I that I really do resonate is that the optimistic side of us, like mm. being a, the silver lining, being able to see the good in all things, um, half cup full rather than empty. Um, that I've seen that like guide my life. Mm. And um, in some ways, you know, like uh, overextension of your strength is, you know, it's not a good thing, but it has helped. It's helped me a lot. And to be able to see people, see situations um, in in a different light was was such a, one of the things that I love the Mm -hmm. most. I, I wasn't walking around. Like a, a pessimist, like you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it really just helped um, parts of me, which I believe like joy is a part of me, mm-hmm. and so to have that aspect and be able to share it with people that like I'm around, um, those who who are, or are having a hard time to see the good things, that has been very helpful, and that's one thing yeah. I do love about uh, this type. Yeah, no, I love the the positivity of the seven is such a powerful gift, yeah. and while the enneagram does speak to. I feel like the Enneagram, if used properly, exposes the scheme of the enemy to mm-hmm. take your gifting the way that God has wired you and weaponize that against you. Yes. And so in terms of the positivity of a seven, it can turn into reframing mm-hmm. a lot, which can look like idealizing mm-hmm. or rationalizing. So idealizing things as being better than they are or rationalizing bad behavior or or Mm -hmm. things that you're seeing um, to make it, oh, but this, or even rationalizing just that way you can do whatever you want. Because the mind of a seven is so fast that they can rationalize anything. They can talk their way out of anything. Mm -hmm. They can persuade their way out of anything. (laughs) And and you can talk yourself into anything. And so when you do that, it, it can keep you from... One, being honest with yourself, being grounded in reality, 
And it can be really dangerous because if you're only looking at the positive in people, then you're not paying attention to God-given discernment mm-hmm. and really, really giving that discernment value. Because what happens is as sevens, we, <laughs> the Lord, we get red Sorry, flags. We're getting wrecked over we, yeah, we're getting wrecked, okay? <laughs> <laughs> We get we get red flags. We 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 have discernment. We see things, and we want to believe the best about people. Yeah, and that's a gift. Yeah, it's that's a, a gift. powerful gift. It's a powerful gift. Yeah, but but when we use that gift to not pay attention to the discernment that the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. is giving us, the things that the Holy Spirit is speaking to us, then that gift is then used against us, and we end up trusting more than we should sevens historically they yes. just I, I at me as a seven i have had to go on a journey with the lord to not just sit down and tell everybody my life story because yep. <laughs> to, to let people earn my trust yes. that's been so hard for me because i i want other people to be vulnerable with me so i'm just gonna i'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna share everything like i'm gonna be, I'm gonna and, be it yeah and because i want to connect with people i love people mm-hmm. and uh Man, it's a rough, it's a rough lesson. (laughs) I feel like I'm having an identity crisis. Like, are we sure I'm not a seven? <laughs> You've got a lot of seven. You have a lot of seven in you. Everything you just said, I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, yes. And I think the, the, the beautiful thing that I'm grateful for about the Enneagram, especially being a seven, is, you know, there's, there's, if, if those of you know sevens, it's kind of known for us not to really like the hard things, mm-hmm. not to really go towards the hard, hard things. And so reading about the seven, it caused some pain points. Like I felt those moments of exposing. And I'm like, what is this thing that is exposing areas in my life? And I'm like, I need to read more about this. You know, mm-hmm. I need to like, because I've always been the person like, how do, how can I be a better person, a better version of me? Um, I can be a better friend. I can I be a better, you know, whatever. And so with that framework in mind, uh, it was like, I can be able to take the Enneagram and be like, oh, snap. Like, mm-hmm. I know that you like all the good things. I know that you like, you know, to feel okay and everything is great and reframing everything. But like, this is really showing you a mirror of, uh, like you said, it could be a pro and it also can be a con. And so it really helped a lot. It's exposing truth in the lives of people. And it's so beautiful, but it can be so painful. Truth can be really painful sometimes. Mm -hmm. Um, But it brings the opportunity for healing. It does. So uh, really... As I'm processing uh, some of what you were saying about reframing, um, I'm thinking of really a perfect example of this. And I will ask more questions of you. I'm not going to talk about myself the whole time. I'm so sorry. Good. But you're good. We, we have you here for a reason. No. <laughs> but, you're a fellow seven, so you know, I understand. But when uh, I did, so at the beginning of this podcast, we did episodes on all of the types and we did a part one and a part two. And I did a ton of research for those episodes, tried to read as many books as possible and collect synthesize information from a lot of different sources to try and boil it down to like, okay, what is everybody really saying? What, what, what is the type when you get down to it? And when I did the seven episode, it was so hard. It mm-hmm. was it was by far the hardest episode to to research, but I had I literally sat down to underline and take notes in uh this book, Beatrice Chestnut's 27 Pathways to Greater Self-Knowledge. For those of you who don't know, it's a huge book on the Enneagram. It's one of my favorites. It talks about subtypes in detail. I had listened to the full audiobook before I I sat down to do the research. And literally, as I was writing things out and taking notes and underlining things, I was realizing there were whole parts of it that I selectively did not hear or forgot because mm. uh, I could not receive it in that moment. And and like wow. it was it was so convicting of how strong that reframing is of like, oh, my gosh, what? what what is even real like like what am i like just choosing to hear as true and what's actually true and like it was definitely a huge wake up call for me at least of like man like i want to live life 
honest with reality and honest with myself. I want to be, I want to be honest before the Lord. I want to yeah. be honest before other people. And to do that, I can't just reframe everything. I can't just be positive about everything. Um, and it was like a super hard come to terms with reality moment. Yeah. But have you, have you had any of those? Uh, <laughs> I would say yes. Um, I think that I've seen most of the reframing in my life come uh, when it, when it comes to, like the reality things, like especially when you like when I, as I got older as an adult, uh, mm. <laughs> you realize you <laughs> you don't realize what you're doing until you're in it. Like it would be uh, like things like bills or like the, the the things that matter, but it's just like oh, it's be fine. Like no, I was like no, Jalen, you didn't save or you didn't do these things because and this would cause you to be in this situation. It's mm-hmm. not gonna be okay. You just need to be a better. You need to make better decisions here. Like, but I was like, oh no, I'll be fine, and I just keep moving. You know, yeah. and yes. I realized that that kind of bled into my life where like responsibility was literally forfeited for the sake of looking forward and so or not wanting to feel it and so like that was a hard grounding truth and a reality to be there in the moment and be like no this is hard it sucks and don't try to reframe it Jalen like don't try to move on to the next thing it's okay to sit there and be like man I I messed up on this like oh Mm -hmm. well actually this is a bad thing or oh this happened to me and it sucked and it's not a good, I can't reframe this. And, and so, mm-hmm. um, yeah. I yeah. <laughs> mm. Yeah. That's I, really good, though. Yeah, I know. I completely relate to that. The coming to terms with there are parts of life that can't be made fun, that yeah. just suck. They are boring and mundane <laughs> yeah. and routine. And it is just a part of our existence on this earth. And mm-hmm. the sooner I come to terms with that and get comfortable with that, the the much more fulfilled my life will be over the long term <laughs> the much healthier i will be as a person yes. so um in learning about your enneagram type what has been uh what has challenged you the most what uh about learning about your enneagram did the lord use to bring healing in your life in that season you described earlier yeah i love that question i think it was the the avoidance of pain that realization of how much I avoided pain mm-hmm. throughout my life. Some to cope, you know, and then some just, I, I guess, I, guess it, I grew up being that way. Never, I thought it was just a part of me. I thought it was this thing. I'm like, oh, Jalen, you're just really good at this. Like, you know? Yeah. Um, then going to therapy, they're like, uh, so that's yeah. a coping because mechanism. Because the church, the church <laughs> rewards the church. resilience. Yes. Based off of reframing. Yes, they do. Oh, you're you're positive. You got through that. Oh, you went through so went much through and so you're much. so positive. Yes. Look at you. Look at good you. boy. Pat on the head. You're in a good position. Yes. You're worthy you're... to do the things that mm-hmm. lack of you. But it's like, oh, if I'm not in that position, am I still worthy? You know? Yeah. And that's one of the things that I had to come to terms with myself was like, Jalen is okay if you do not feel okay. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the part I didn't want to to really open up and that in that season of not being the Peter Pan <laughs> of my yeah. life yeah and and being like okay so when this happened Jalen like why did you think about when I was a ch- when I was a child when going through different things the Lord brought up a moment he, you know he takes you back sometimes a little you uh, to heal things and one of the things he brought up was how I used to rearrange my room and I never knew that. I, I just forgot about it. But when something traumatic would happen to me emotionally, I would go in my room and I would rearrange it. And so I would like, I had a corner, I had a beanbag. I'll never forget. It was one he took me to where I had magazines, old magazines that I had. And I think it was just, I, I was like a very emotional moment for Jalen, little Jalen. And I went into my room, was crying. Rearranged. I moved my little twin bed over to the side wall to make room for my beanbag. And then I, I created this like little fort of like this little fort of magazines around me. And it's a dope creative way, but I didn't, I thought it was like, oh, it's because I wanted to do it. But God was like, no, you were, you were protecting yourself creatively to, to feel the comfort of what was actually happening to you. Because in, in, in the black community, we really don't have, therapy and those things are really not common we don't really talk about those things and growing up it was kind of like a your child you know you just you just learn how to just get through you know and 
parents are doing a great job, but that's not really the conversation and communication really wasn't a thing at that time of yeah. like, hey, this is what I'm feeling. There was no, uh, there was no, there was none of that. Like, hey, I didn't like that. That was like, yeah. no, that wasn't a thing. And so I had to learn how to find ways to, to, to cope in those moments. And so when he took me to, took me to that, it was really like, I like eye opening. And I was like, wow. oh, snap, like that. That was what I was doing. And and then I started to see a trend of that in my life as I got older, as I, you know, as I was in high school, I was in college, you know, when I would, you know, I would, in college, I never forget in college, something was hard, what I would do, I would hop in my car and I would drive around the city. And I was like, Me too. oh my gosh, like, this is exactly what I need. Like, you know, like, oh, it's normal. Like, you know, then you, then you, mm-hmm. you create this thing of like, this romantic, this rom- you uh-huh. romanticize it. Um, yeah. Which is a beautiful thing, but underlying, it's a way to cope. Like, it's a way it's to a way avoid to get away the from pain. It. Exactly. Yeah. And so, and so the music is, you know, you add music to it to, mm-hmm. to, to, to make it an experience and not realizing that, Jalen, that was a way to your coping. You, you, you didn't want to deal with that. You didn't want to sit in your room and cry. Mm-hmm. You didn't want to sit there and feel that pain. So you had to do something. And so, like, that journey of exposing, like, that alerting, which is like, it was 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 hard, you know, and I'm, yeah. now I have to be, and I thank God for it, that He showed it to me. So when I know, when I feel that pain coming, or when I feel that wound, I'm like Jalen, you have a decision to make. You have a choice to make whether you want to sit in this, um, and heal it, because um, I, I don't believe in the phrase of time heals all wounds. I don't no. believe that. I believe that effort, you, like you, intention, you get on a path. <laughs> yes, that path will lead you to healing. Mm-hmm. Or a hardened heart. Yes. And so time does not heal all wounds. No. Time will make an unhealed wound much worse. Yes. If you give the enemy room to use that against you. Literally. Yeah. And that's one thing I learned. And so having to come to terms with that, like, oh, wow, like, I have a choice. And so now I know, Jalen, do you you stay in it or do you fly? Like, do you fight? It's a fight or flight thing, you know, with sevens, I believe. So. Wow. I, so I resonate so much with so many of those things, and this is not an interview about me, so I'm going to be real intentional about that right now. But <laughs> I am, like, reeling from mm-hmm. your description of rearranging your room every time you went through something traumatic because yeah. I did that wow. all the time. I rearranged my room, like, every few months, like, as a kid. And, like, I would, like, move big furniture yes, as a kid. big pieces of furniture. Yes, and like, and just would not ask for help, and it was mm-hmm. just my way. But I've never connected that that was a way to cope for me. I just thought I needed change. So I'm like, oh, snap. Wow. Mm-hmm. Uh. And I made forts all the time. I would, like, get all the blankets and the pillows. And, yeah. the, and I was an only child, so I would just, like, find a way to cocoon. Mm-hmm. And make a safe space for myself. And then I would read books. I would get lost Same. in the world of creativity or I would write or Book, I would just imagine yep. a whole other world. And that that is that so beautifully describes um, the coping mechanism of a seven, mm-hmm. which is really magical when, yes. when, when it comes when you really think about it, that God has given us the ability to cope with pain that we couldn't handle as children yes. by escaping into creativity and imagination. Yes. That's so beautiful yes. that the Holy Spirit does that. Yes. Um but as adults, it doesn't serve us well anymore. Mm-hmm. And um, when, when I was in college, uh, I had horrific anxiety and I had no idea. Like I had a dorm room all to myself and I would start to go to bed at night and then be thinking about like, oh, like what if like serial killers break into the dorm or something? And then like, and then I would just like get up and like play the music really loud and rearrange my dorm room yes. or like, wow. or like, you wow. know, and I just wouldn't sleep. And so I didn't realize I got married at 20 and we went, Don went to bed at 10 every night, you know? Yeah. And like, I, I started, I would try, lay down and go to sleep at night and I started having like horrible anxiety and would have like panic attacks i had no idea i struggled with anxiety up until that point because i would just fill my life with noise to avoid all of it anyway so this is not about me this is not about me i'm just saying i i relate yes yes (laughs) i relate yeah like when you say you're talking about the books like books was a thing for me as a child Mm. like i could escape into the world of those writers um and so yeah i totally understand that so much so so much hmm. <laughs> wow yeah and and literally like um when i first learned about the enneagram it was um 
it, it was that I could not escape how much pain I was in. The mm-hmm. Lord kind of was like, Hey, you are in a lot of pain right now. And now you're aware of it. And yeah. it's time that we really deal with this. And Oh my gosh, that yes. was, yeah, that was, that was the healing journey the Lord had me on. And it's just layer after layer after layer mm-hmm. of like, Oh, I do that too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> and I think that that was the part that I wrote my eyes to God about. I'm like, why are you bringing this in my path? I don't want to, I don't want to talk about this. Like, you know, like yeah. I can, if it, it was, uh, it was a hard, it was beautifully hard, you know, like yeah. thinking about, thinking back now, I'm like, oh, I'm so glad that season happened. Like, I'm so glad mm-hmm. uh, that Enneagram came into my life where I could just see it and it'd be really honest. Like, I, I remember like, I really didn't like other things, like any of those other personality tests because they really didn't give me like a pro and a con. They used to give you like pros, like, oh, this is how you're good at this, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, no, I like the stuff that you give me the good and the bad. Like, mm-hmm. I, I want to know the real. I want to I be authentic with this process. And so that was the, the beauty of the Enneagram that God mm-hmm. used for my life that formed me to who I am today. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man, it's so good. So there was a part, there was a part of me where I didn't want to believe that I was a seven mm. because parts of me just didn't align with, with sevens. Like how I am, I, do, I never like being put into a box. Mm-hmm. And so when reading reading the Enneagram and being in a community of people that love the Enneagram, and so they were like, oh, you're a seven, blah, 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 blah. So I already know. And I'm like, you don't know me. Like, yeah. you don't, and, you don't. And that's... That's not um, how you. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Hopefully, we can make a small dent in the world by changing the way that people do that. Yes, yes, yes. And one of the things that I was so grateful for was like the Enneagram gave gave me tools to be a better friend to people. Yeah. To see them, see a glimpse of who they are. I still have to get to know them, but mm-hmm. now I'm like, oh, so this is a piece of who you are. Now I can learn how to love you mm-hmm. as you need to be loved, not as seven Jalen needs to be loved. Mm-hmm. Um, and right. so I like to think that it gives us uh, the opportunity to ask more intentional questions yes. as yes. we're getting to know people. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. So we can get to know them on a deeper level faster. Yes. Yeah. But on in surface level community in, in relationship to mm-hmm. people that aren't healthy themselves, mm-hmm. they don't want you to be sad. No. They they want you to be happy. Yes. Everybody wants you to be happy. Yes. Everybody wants you to be positive. So mm-hmm. why well, you're not being positive. That's a problem. You're going oh. through you're going through a season of being sad, you're in pain, you're going to therapy. Yeah. Yeah, that's not that's not good. No, they don't like that. And people don't like that. And so it 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 creates this pressure where a seven already wants to run from their pain. They already don't want to deal with it. And then when you add in that pressure, especially if there's family influences or there's other relationships that are like, oh, no, you're sad. Let's make you happy. Let me help you. Let me cheer you up. Let me help you reframe this. And and it can it can create a really... It, a really hard tension for sevens to pursue health and growth, especially because that positivity energizes a seven. It helps them keep moving forward. It can make you very successful and you can have all kinds of success and get a whole lot done and have all kinds of creative ideas and never deal with your pain and hurt a lot of people and not form deep and lasting relationships and never be fully present to your life in the process of that. And it's, it's really tragic. Um, but I just wanted to point that out, that the fact that as you encounter the Enneagram, you chose to go on that journey with the Lord to mm-hmm. face the pain and to deal with it. That's a really, really, really hard thing for sevens to do. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to acknowledge that you kind of, you talked about it a little bit, but it is a hard thing to do. Very hard. So I just want to honor you for actually dealing with it and yeah. facing it and going on that journey with the Lord thank you and going to see a therapist and yes. and go to therapy people no no yes. no <laughs> it, it, it's 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 so good um, I wanted to kind of comment on what you were saying about the uh, the expectation of a seven like mm. uh, I've you know they're like you said they're usually the life of the party those they, they glean joy from like people glean joy from them yeah and so it's sevens can get into a a space where they're so used to doing that that they kind of lose themselves. 
yeah. like along the way. Like they'll get burnt out sometimes. Something mm-hmm. like, can I just be somewhere and be quiet and and not be deemed as if something's wrong with me? You know, um, and if something is wrong with me, I, I just like y- y- you look for those friends like to to know you. Be like, hey, I, kn- I know him, so he's he's good. Like mm-hmm. he doesn't have to be on all the time. Like she doesn't have to be on all the time. Mm-hmm. And and having being able to have those people in your life that will be able to to allow you to be there in that in that space of being like okay. And one of the things that somebody I remember having a conversation with, and this girl she made a comment. She's like. Um, we're talking about the Enneagram and she's like, yeah, I feel like sevens just like, don't like to go deep. (laughs) And I'm like, that's a lie. (laughs) (laughs) That is a total misconception. Like you're so used Mm -hmm. to us being the life of the party. If you sit and ask us intentional questions, we actually are deep. So deep. So So deep. Like, we love those things. Mm -hmm. Uh, Will we willingly choose those things sometimes at a party? I don't think so. I feel like now I would, but, you know, back in the day, I'm like, I'm 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 here for a party. I'm not going to sit here and talk about your life and Mm -hmm. see why you're crying about your dead cat. Like, um, I, but now I'm like, that, that, no. Like, I, we, we, we love deep conversations. We like yes. to build. We like to grow deep mm-hmm. roots. Um, don't let the facade fool you, you know? Yeah. And, and, a, and a lot of times for a seven, sevens are super in their head. And I yeah. think that's something that people don't fully understand or realize is sevens are in the head triad. They mm-hmm. are in their head, which, Ooh. which you know, we, we talked about it in terms of our childhood, like escaping into books, escaping into another world, escaping into the place of creativity. Well, that's a very common seven thing. Sevens are very smart people and a lot of times very philosophical. They love the world of ideas and deep thought. And so, um, especially from an intellectual level, they, they may struggle to feel their feelings that's yeah. a different it's a different thing, thing. it's a different thing that, <laughs> that, that does not mean that they are not deep that I, and i feel like that's one of the biggest misunderstandings that people have had about uh, every seven i've ever known their mm-hmm. whole life is they have been perceived as naive or innocent or yes. t- like and, and being positive like not 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 having thought things through and mm-hmm. people just don't know okay yeah <laughs> or like that you have so many friends that you don't walk in wisdom or that that you're compromising some part of yourself no like we i believe that sevens walk in wisdom it's just that we know how to use the thing that god has given us you know like mm-hmm. you know and so we just walk in the joy we walk yeah. in these things so well so yeah i had somebody who was like hey like do you have deep friendships because you have a lot of friends i'm like actually if you know my friends um i actually what have in and that and that is a that is a prime example of somebody making the assumption uh-huh, approaching uh-huh. a relationship with oh you must think the same way i think you mm-hmm. must be wired the right. same way i'm wired right. because they probably don't have capacity to have more than like five friends uh-huh and so they're assuming that capacity on you uh-huh. and then assuming, assuming, assuming that you can't have deep relationships, which is crap because God has created sevens to be like, like the world. I, I know so many people right now who are fighting loneliness, that are fighting, feeling seen, understood, being in deep relationship. The world needs people who can have a higher capacity for friendships and will be intentional about being in relationship with a lot of people and connecting people and and help fostering community and developing that. Like, that's so important. So So that's just such crap. I hate that somebody said that to you. Yes, I'm like sevens, be free. Be free to connect with as many people as you need. You know, be mindful of where you are um, and your capacity. But um, it's a part of the gifting that you have to to connect. Those other number, other people don't have that capacity, and you have that given capacity to do so. So I, you have to do it. Okay, so Jalen, do you know any of your other subtypes? Your wing number, your Myers Briggs strength disc, spiritual gifts. Just share share with the people all all the personality info. All that I got. Okay. Um, so, from what I know, my wing is an eight. Mm-hmm. Eight wing. Uh, which is so true. <laughs> like reading like reading the information. I don't remember it now, but like reading the information. It 
it really spoke to me because like I'm not one afraid of confrontation. Like I'm mm. one to really lean into a conversation. I have no problem with that. Um, but I will add a silver lining onto it by also checking you. Um, and then uh, Myers Brig, I am an E INFJ. ENFJ. 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 And then my strengths are individualization, positivity, responsibility, strategic and input. Which when I when I had my strengths test, I was like, this doesn't seem like a seven. Like especially when like the responsibility responsibility? one. You even talked about Mm -hmm. your struggle with responsibility earlier. Yes. So that must have been like a real like moment of growth is oh, what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I wonder if you took the test again. How long ago did you take it? That was two years ago. Okay. Well, it's probably pretty accurate. That's so interesting. Isn't that crazy? So responsibility as a strength is the like psychological inability to say no after you've already said yes. So if you have committed to something, you will follow it through. And, and it's actually... Uh, more common in eights than probably, you know, de- definitely more than seven. Uh, mm-hmm. Eight, six, definitely common. Your individualization strength is actually not as common in sevens. I mean, it, you know, like they have it. Yeah. You know, what? But it's actually, that? it's really common for eights. So individualization means that you see what makes a person unique Mm -hmm. and what their gifts and strengths are. And it actually makes you a really great leader because you see where they're going to fit, what they're going to be best at, and you can empower them in that space. Yeah. I don't, I feel like that's always been me. Like I, I, I'm like, yeah, we can all come into unity and we can all be alike, but Mm. I I love the fingerprint model. Like we all have Mm. a fingerprint and we're supposed to showcase that. And so I'm usually and that, that, that really ties well into, well, it's true with sevens, but also eights. Seven and eight are the most anti-authoritarian types, but y- you you don't want people, like situations with specific people to just all be handled the same. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, they are an individual person. This is a specific case. This needs to be, you know, catered to based off of this person, this situation. Yes. And... We don't need to just, you know, do a blanket. Yes, cover all. That's Mm-mm. how people get hurt. Yeah, and so both sevens and eights tend towards that. But somebody with an individualization strength is, especially as your number one strength, is going to be like, uh, no, this mm-hmm. person, this is a specific situation. It needs to be handled as such and addressed as such. Yes. And for ones who are or nines or somebody that has consistency really high in their strengths, they're going to struggle with that. So that's definitely a point of, of rec- like a helpful, like if you're working with somebody closely and they have consistency high, you can recognize like, oh, that may clash a little bit yeah. at some point. Um, so because they're going to want everybody to be treated exactly the same way in every scenario. Every, mm-hmm. you know, just consistency is really important, which is important. Yeah. Both strengths are absolutely needed. And even though we may bump up against each other and may cause conflict, it's absolutely needed for health, for progress, for things to work well. That is so interesting. But yeah, your strengths, I mean, strategic is really common for sevens um, because of the monkey mind of a seven. People mm. don't understand the monkey mind of a seven. But it's you, you, it's literally one of the books describes it as, uh, it's like, you know, you think of like the monkey swinging from vines in the jungle and they're Mm -hmm. hopping around. And it's, if you think of those vines as like trains of thought in your mind, you're always jumping from one train of thought to the other, but, but it means that you make a lot of connections really fast. So you can think through strategically every possible outcome opportunity path very quickly and come to a conclusion. Somebody with deliberative is going to think through every possibility, but they're not going to jump around and do it. They're going to think over weeks and months yeah. down one path and yeah. then the other one and then the, the other, other one, one. Yeah. very slowly, very thoroughly. And they're going to have a more well thought out decision. They're, they're yeah. going to have a better strategy probably. Yeah. Uh, but 
if it takes months to get to the conclusion and then you're losing time on something. So you know, we need people to work together with their yes. strengths and, and oh help one another along. That, that you, you kind of reminding me of that strength was when, when I saw it on my, my strength finders, I was like, Oh, like, I don't see that. And then we have, it's, it's great to walk with people because they're able to call out things that you don't see. And my friends was like, no, like, and they gave me examples of moments where they saw that strength come out. And I'm, I'm starting to see it more now, especially with business and everything, mm-hmm. of how, like, I'm able to, like, like, how do you think about this so fast? I'm like, I don't know. It's just, I just see it. And this is what I see, you know? But then I'm also, <laughs> that's the pro, that is the con, right? So this is something I'm walk, currently walking with the Lord about and controlling my thoughts. Because mm. if something happens to me, I will go through every single scenario mm. and yes. I will go through every single scenario. And one thing I realized is that I'm doing that to brace myself for any outcome so that I can be okay if it does happen. And so I'm like, is this re- like, is this, what is this? Like, you know, yep. so, that's when you have like conversations in your mind uh-huh. with the person that you, you know, you have to yes. talk to mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you're going through everything that they might say everything. and think of every yep. response, everything. Absolutely. So that's also a little bit of connection to your six wing. Mm. So you are a seven wing eight for sure. Like it's so clear. That makes total sense. But we, we tend to take characteristics of both wings yeah. to some extent. And even as teenagers, we may like kind of lean more on one than the other at different mm-hmm. points in time um, until we finally land on one or decide that we don't have a wing. Um, but what you just described is literally it's a six playing out worst case scenarios to pr- brace themselves, try, try and pr- prepare themselves or try and have some level of control over the outcome. Yeah. Um, and so... That's really interesting. Like having to pull myself to the present all the mm-hmm. time and be like, no, like I have to do it. I had to do it a couple of days ago. Like Jalen, no, mm-hmm. like what's going to happen is supposed to happen. Like just be here in the moment and process what you're feeling right yeah. now. Process that emotion right now. Don't jump ahead oh, it's so good. to the many different scenarios, but actually just be mm. here. Yeah, that's I feel like that's like another way of escaping too. Because yes. mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you're like, well, if I can handle that, then I don't even have to handle uh. what's happening right now. Because mm-hmm. I've already have the future figured out. So you're yes. like avoiding the present. My gosh. <laughs> and and it is trying. It's an attempt to try and take control of life when it feels out of control, and yes. it leads to other forms of unhealth. And so that's really powerful that you recognize that as a a, a habitual pattern when you begin to step towards unhealth. You can become aware of like, oh, I'm thinking through all the things that could go wrong, which means I feel a little out of control Mm -hmm. and I need to step into this space with the Lord for a minute and ask the Lord, Lord, why do I feel out of control? What is the emotion that I need to let come up that I don't want to deal with right now? Yes. Holy Spirit, can you comfort me through this? Yes. Yeah. So good. (laughs) That is so true. That is so true. Okay. Oh, what were your other strengths? Oh, you have input. Input. Yeah. Uh, Input's learning like a sponge. Um, You like to learn through audio. So you may like podcasts or audiobooks. Yes, Um, I do. And... uh, also, you know, input still love to read, but you know, I prefer yeah. listening to it. Then <laughs> yeah, 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 same. And uh, what was your other strength? Uh, individualization, positivity, responsibility, strategic, and input. Yeah, I feel five. like we've covered all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you did. All right, that's so good, yes, man. I love how unique your personality type is within your type. That uh, you have responsibility in your top five, which is so unique yeah. for a, a seven. And also, like, so fun. Like, that means you just bring a whole other set of things to the table that other sevens don't, which is so great. Yes, and being okay with that, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, That was one of the things that I've learned, especially getting to know uh, people and and learning their their Enneagram number. And I mean, at one point in my life, when Enneagram started, I really started figuring, it was a season of my life God brought nothing but nines around me. Oh, interesting. I found out my dad was a nine. I found out, like, my best friend was a nine. I felt like my other friend was a nine. And so the way that I am, I'm such, um, I don't know if this subscribes to sevens, but 
I'm like, make up your mind. Like sometimes mm. I'm like, just make up your mind, like, and just do it. Um, and, or either just go with the flow. Like, mm. it's like, it's easier for me to go with the flow. Like, I love that. But one of the things, and I'm, and I've also had a vow when I was younger. It's like, I'm gonna be a man of my word. If I say I'm gonna do something, I'm gonna do it. And it matters mm. to me. And so I saw a lot of times where some of the nines in my life was like, oh, you know, it's okay. Like, oh, it's all right. And like, just like, mm-hmm. and, and I love nines. I love nines so much. Um, but they really like irked me. And I was like, why? <laughs> why? Like, why? Like, why are you putting up my life? Like, I don't like this, you know? <laughs> they're indecisive. And I'm like, but they're, they're great. They're great people. <laughs> <laughs> and I had to take it and be like, the Lord was like, like, how do you love them? Like, how do you help them? And I remember uh, my best friend, we always had this problem, like, hey, where you want to go? And he would not, he could not tell me anything because he's a beautiful nine. And another reason why I think Lyric is not a nine. <laughs> and I was like, okay. And then I learned to narrow it down to two options. And it's easier for them to choose. So I had to narrow it down to two things. Like, if we want to go out to eat, you want to go here, you want to go here. And he's, he's like, I want to go here. I'm like, this is the key. <laughs> this is the key. This is the key. For anyone listening, if you have, if you have a nine, a nine you have. this is the key. They yes. also say they, they teach you that in child psychology. So Yeah. yeah. We'll get, yeah. That's helpful too. <laughs> yeah. And then, then also the like the the portion that I love, I, I don't know why I'm talking about nines right now, but um, they, they get to see it from all sides, you know? And so yeah. the eight of me is like, no, like choose a side and stick to it, you know? But he's like, but I understand this. Like, but I, I understand. I see this, you know, and I, but I see this, and I'm like, no, something, someone's wrong, and I yeah. need you to agree with me that something is wrong, you know. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> that has I have to work through those. That moments. also ties in because belief is your number six strength, mm. and that yes. ties in with that strong too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Wow. True. Cool. Cool. All right. Well, Jalen. Yeah. Do you have any questions for me? Uh. Yeah, I do have one question. Okay. What is it that you love about yourself being a seven? I love that question. (laughs) I mean, honestly, I love a lot of things about the fact that I'm a seven. I think, what do I love most about being a seven? The possibilities. Mm -hmm. I, I love to dream and I love that I can, I can pick up and learn skills pretty easy. The potential to imagine and create with the Lord and go on a journey with the Lord in that space. And just like, you know, it's 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 a blessing and a curse of like life feels like endless possibilities and adventures, but then yeah. but then you have to come to terms with like it it, it has a end date and and then that, that causes all kinds of pain. because um, I have way more dreams than I can accomplish uh, in this lifetime. But we also have an eternity to to dream and create with the Lord ahead of us. I just love the ability of the seven to see the potential and opportunities in all things and to not like give up on people. To to like carry hope. Same. That's such a good question. Okay, I'm gonna ask that question to you. What do you love most about being a seven? I would say the the dream aspect. The ability to to see things beautiful mm. and and to, to see the beautiful things in other people and situations uh, being able to to create a space where people feel loved and appreciated one of the things that I've been challenging myself to do is uh, vocalizing the things that I see in people mm. where people need to hear the good things about them and the word um, impetus always pops up um to me and I thought about getting it tattooed on me <laughs> I'm millennials um, <laughs> in, the, in which language that's the question <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but it means uh, the force of energy with uh, which the body moves the force that makes something happen and happen more quickly mm. and I think that's Ooh. something that uh, we as sevens possess is that forward movement um, and that ability that we have to to think about the different things and get excited about it and, and look for the things that's coming but next. But also to like and, energize something and move yes. it forward. And, and I think that's one of the things that I love and I feel called to as a coach, as an Enneagram coach, is just being able to speak 
call out the best in people, speak life into people's lives, help them get clarity on their purpose, but then also to like bring that that energy to like activate them to walk in the fullness of who God has called and created them to be. And yes, I think that's why I love this so much. Yes, and not like squash that. Like that's a yeah. it's a strength of ours. So like, why not do yes. it? There will there are people whose strengths are great to to call out the bad things. You know, to <laughs> challenge you. You know, but like, yeah. if I can, if I can organically use a thing that that is in me, why not use it? So, yeah, mm-hmm. that's a, one thing that I love about me. Oh, that's so good. Aww. What about you, Amanda? You're a seven now. <laughs> 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 have a, a typing session with maybe, maybe i need to just do a whole episode with you and lyric yes, and we that'll just be type both amazing of you. oh my gosh that'll like wreck us for the next year <laughs> <laughs> well Jalen, man it has been an absolute joy and deep delight to have yes, you has. on the podcast yes. And thank you so much for sharing so vulnerably about your life and your your the healing journey that the Lord has you on. It's it's absolutely beautiful to witness yeah. and and I'm so so grateful that I've had this opportunity just to get to know you better. Yeah, thank you for letting me be up on this podcast. I love what you're doing here. You're, you're you too like providing an opportunity for people to to see more into themselves. And so beautiful thing about the, your podcast is like you're you're putting in the light for people to grow um, and not be afraid of the things that they possess. And so um, that's one of the things that has helped me um, to to know that that the enneagram is in a box. Uh, but it's just a plate, you know, mm-hmm. with all the different things that you have um, that you can add on to it uh, with your strengths and my strengths and all these different things that you that you're, you're called to. And so uh, thank you for the, your platform and what you're doing. I totally support you. I love you guys. And I'm so Aww. honored to be here. These are my people. These are my girls. These are my sisters yes. right here, y'all. Yes. <laughs> Well, that's it for today. Tune in next week for our Type 8 episode. If you loved today's episode, if you learned something new, make sure to leave a review on iTunes. Subscribe so you don't miss a thing and follow us on Instagram at Just Loves Personality and at Originality Podcast. I would like to close out our time with a quote from C.S. Lewis. No man who bothers about originality will ever be original. Whereas if you simply try to tell the truth, you'll become original without ever having noticed it. Until next time.